Hi, I'm Jada. And I'm Cassidy. And this is Books with Benefits. This week we're talking about... We are talking about the fourth book in the Monstrous series by Lily mm-hmm. Maine. So this one's Gloam. Yep. Um, this one really kind of threw me for a loop. I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Woohoo! Let's get into it. Content warning. This podcast is not intended for anyone under the age of 18. Trigger warnings provided by the author include explicit sexual content, non-human genitalia and reproductive system, captivity and slavery, existing grievous injury to male main character, graphic descriptions of on-page killing, injury and violence, mentions of cannibalism, cults and forced servitude, and insect and spider-like monsters. I think this might be Ooh. one of the craziest um, trigger warnings for <laughs> the monster well, series yeah. yet. <laughs> and she does do a really, like, Lily Maine does a great job of giving uh, trigger warnings. Yeah. So, like, I don't think all books might have necessarily put, you know, mentions of cannibalism for servitude, even though those are good things to, I mean, mention. For sure. Uh, okay, so the following is the Goodreads summary for Gloom. When a strange woman shows up outside our camp in the wastes with monsters chained up to her RV, it feels like I'm the only one who actually wants to help them. The big, gray-skinned monster with the cage on his head and the chain hanging from his back, something is telling me I need to help him. I need to free him. But I have absolutely no idea how I'm supposed to do that, especially when he can't even talk to me to tell me how. Collector Mary is finally leaving our camp to head back to her monster menagerie, so I do the only thing I can think to help him. I go with her. Now, this big beastie and I are traveling companions for the foreseeable future. Now I just have to think of a way to get that cage off his head, which seems like an impossible task. But I'm not giving up. He has no one else, and when I start to discover who he is beneath the cage, my motivation to free him becomes far more than just a desire to help. This is so dangerous, the military is lurking, vicious monsters are lurking, and when Mary turns out to be even worse than we could have ever imagined, my desperate bid to save this monster turns into a deadly game of cat and mouse. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die out here. Oh my god. I know. That's so dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucking rig. Jesus. I know. Oh, rig. Um, Okay, let's do our ratings for this one. I think our... Okay. I think it might be a little different. <laughs> okay, you you uh, do your overall first. Okay, my overall, I gave this one four stars. Okay, I gave it a 3.75. Okay, okay. Because this one is another one where, like, I didn't feel like 3.5 was quite enough, but I felt like four might be too much. <laughs> so 3.75. Okay, all right. Um, what about Smut? What did you give it? Okay, so Smut, I gave this um, a 4.5. No way. (laughs) Oh, my God, bro. Bro, okay. Now, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about some Smut scenes later. And I really enjoyed it because they weren't, like, like pounding you, pun intended, with Smut. (laughs) But I really enjoyed some of the Smut scenes, except for one little thing, which we'll talk about that. (laughs) But... (laughs) 
But I really liked the smut in this book. Interesting. Okay, so I give it a 3.5. Um, and I don't know. So I rated that actually before I had read the next two, which I think it would have it would have impacted it too. Like I think in my mind. Um, but I left it because I had rated it beforehand. Um, but yeah, so I rated it a 3.5 and we can talk a little bit more about yeah, that. I really liked it. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about, I think ours are going to differ a bit here. Uh, what about fluff? Um, fluff, I gave it a three. I gave it a four. So I think, I mean, it was fluffy. I gave it a three. I think it had potential, like potential to be even way more fluffy than it was. Mm, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, what about plot? What'd you give it? Um, okay, so plot I gave it a three point five. Okay. I gave it a four. Because it the plot for me was definitely better than like the reek. Right. And I just like the plot was there. It I just wanted to to give me a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Well and I I appreciated this plot because it is such a connector book. That's what I think the Reek and Gloam have both been very, very connecting of, like, this has to happen in order for other things to happen afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm kind of eager to see. It sets up a lot, so I'm mm-hmm. eager to see how that goes. But, um, yeah, so I think our ratings weren't too far off. I mean, we had a little yeah, bit no, of differences there. but Not like last week where I was just, <sighs> like, a half yeah. star under everything you gave Yeah, we keep doing that. We're, um, we're kind of notorious for doing that sometimes. Yeah. But, I mean, if you guys are reading the, mon- ob- like, if you're reading the Monster series, obviously you have to read Gloom. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, it's if, really good. It fits right in. Well, and that, I mean, I think at this point in the series, if you've read this far, you know what's coming. Like, you, you know what these yeah. characters are, like, at least you you don't know their personalities, but like you know what the interactions are going to be like. You know mm-hmm. what to expect as far as that goes. But and like I also will say, if you're someone like more like me who like the reek wasn't your favorite, because of course we read things for the podcast, and I read mm-hmm. things because we're planning to read them. I I might have not kept reading after right. the reek if it wasn't for that. It was good, but I was I was kind of like oh kind of. Like, in a lull after I read that one. Right. But I do think Gloam picks back up, and I did enjoy Gloam a lot. Well, and I've I've told Cass, so Cass recently finished Gloam. I, however, have finished Moth and Seraph, which are the next two books, because I am a psychopath. But um, I told her, it, you know, it just keeps going from here. Uh, the speed, like, picks up, and things just get crazier and crazier. So, um, and with this series, I'm I'm really into that, so... Um, oh, mm-hmm. also, I, I want to drop real quick before we tell everyone to go read it because spoilers. I want to drop real quick and tell everyone that if you haven't indulged in this series yet um, and audiobooks are more your thing, <laughs> let me tell you about it because I want to talk about the newly released Soul Eater audiobook real quick. Cass has not yet listened to it. Um, however, I am listening to it. It's uh, been a good, like, breath of fresh air just to get out of some of the books I've been doing lately. So, um, but Danny does not sound a thing how I thought he does. And when, um, is I like Wynn's voice better than Danny's like, and the, the narrator is doing a great job alternating between those two. I can't imagine how hard it is. 
um, especially like the code switching between the way they both <laughs> talk. Um, I played just a tiny clip for Cass the other day, so she's heard a little, but um, the consistency of the characters' voices I really appreciated from the narrator. So if audiobooks are more your thing and you're into those strange voices, then maybe you could give it a try because there's definitely yeah. one in Soul yeah. Eater. Definitely listen to the preview first. Yeah, listen to it. Make <laughs> sure it's your cup of tea because it really, I mean, you know, audiobooks are very personalized. Like if, if you don't mm-hmm. like the way it sounds, mm-hmm. you can't. You probably or, can't listen to it. I mean, if you're someone like me who listens to audiobooks at like two times speed. Yeah. Um, that definitely helps. And even if you normally don't listen to them faster, I do think that one would be one. Even if you put it at like 1.2. Right. It would speed I, up just I enough. I think it would uh, just because the the monologue is very, is very drawn out. And, and the, it's the it's the accent of the character that makes it drawn out, but – yeah. In turn, it's it very slows it interesting of him trying to do that country with like a little bit of Creole in there. It's an interesting uh, accent accent yeah. that he's that he's doing there. But I, I do always picture Danny as just like, I mean, I I am from and live in Appalachia, so like, I, <laughs> uh, right, right. I imagine him sounding similar. To and you. I know he's from like New Louisiana, and so yeah. like they would have that. But that's not quite what I was thinking. <laughs> Well, and I think that in my mind, Danny sounds quite a bit younger because he is young, but mm-hmm. the narrator is, I think, a little older. So, or maybe is is the voicing of Danny is a little older, which isn't a problem. It just sounds a little different than what yeah. I thought it would I be. I mean, Danny has a literal baby. Yeah, he is sweet little <laughs> baby Danny. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to drop that on there. If you guys haven't started this series and you've been waiting on a reason to, you could always try the audiobook. Um, yeah, definitely give it a, give it a try. And like Cass said, for some of you guys that listen quickly, which is not me, um, you you may want to turn up the speed. So, you know, just wanted to drop that out there. But if you're going to go read Gloam, um, if you're keeping up with the series with us, go do it now. And we'll be back in just a second with lots of spoilers. So Gloam starts off with our dear friend Rig in the Raider camp. Um, he is Ghost, who was featured in the last book. Uh, the re- he's he's Ghost's best friend. Um, and Rig. So this book overlaps with the Reek um, quite a bit in the beginning. Um, it just kind of overlaps with the events that happen with Ghost and Ari. Um, you know, just here and there, they they're mentioned because. Rig is seeing the things happen with Ghost and um, the Reek. So then uh, Ghost is Ghost and Auri leave, and they go and they are, like, doing the thing at the other raider camp that we shall not talk mm-hmm. about. Um, <laughs> and uh, scary. Um, and Rig gets the bright idea to fucking leave with Mary um, with – that who's in the RV being pulled by two Boralushes and um, this big, scary, gray creature with a war hammer and uh, a box over his head. So um, Rig is like, I'm going to save these fucking monsters. Rig just basically goes rogue. He's yeah. like, I'm going to save them. And yeah. I think Lilac Lilac knows, and Lilac's like, what the fuck? And, but lets him go. Although Lilac was really just like, let him go. He, he can do his own He's, shit. Yeah, and he like, well, yeah, he was just like, you made this decision. <laughs> yeah, and, like he was like advocating for him to anchor. And I think he was maybe, I, 
speaking like on terms of lilac i think that lilac was seeing that rig was almost restless like he couldn't find his purpose um and so lilac that i think that's probably why he was advocating for him but um also the this whole like first decent chunk of the book does directly overlap with the events with uh the reek like not even like they're happening at the same time but i mean you read it in the reek and then you read it in from rig's perspective in in gloam well and i think it's interesting seeing some of the things from um rig's perspective like this situation with uh like when cutter's arm gets eaten off by mary's yeah. fucking pet that's like we see that from rig's perspective who was there and like watched it happen i know was like holy like, fucking shit so um it right on off. yeah he did he did he just chomped it off so rig goes fucking crazy and he so before he decides to leave he goes down during the night um and tries to talk to gloam he first talks to gloam when um they all go in the rv in the reek um and they're, like, trying to make a deal with Mary so she'll fucking leave. And she's like, I only want the monster. And they're like, well, you're not getting him. So he's outside talking to Gloam at this point. However, Gloam can't speak back. Um, so Rig, like, comes up with this notebook exchange plan. And they, like, pass this notebook back and forth and write notebook to each other. exchange plan. <laughs> it sounded very formal. That sounded like a, a government, like, plan. I know. <laughs> notebook exchange plan. <laughs> It's Thank brought to you by, <laughs> um, but, um, so yeah, he's, they're passing this notebook back and forth, um, before that Mary leaves, um, with the crew of the Borlushes, Gloam and Rig. Um, so they are on their way. Um, I just thought of like the, the Shrek song that's like, I'm on my way. And so <laughs> that's how I'm seeing oh, them. <laughs> That's kind of how it was. It really was. So they are walking. They're just walking and walking and walking. Yeah. I think this is a – there ain't no way (laughs) anyone could walk from the ass crack of dawn until nighttime. Nighttime. (laughs) Now, I know I am out of shape. Ain't no way, bitch. You couldn't pay me. Ain't no way. And I would have just went up and sat on top of the RV. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. That's what I would have done. She ain't going – who's going to know? Who's going to know? That or I'm going to make Gloam carry me. Yeah, and you know he would, Daddy. (laughs) God. But so they are walking for all of eternity. They encounter some. They're trying to get back to, like, Mary's, like, monster zoo, essentially. Um, And so they encounter other monsters. Remember the sandworm? Yeah, the sandworm. I I thought of the Alaskan bullworm. The (laughs) Off of uh, Spongebob. Right? Yeah, I kind of thought of the, yeah, I was kind of thinking of the worm from Beetlejuice. Oh, and I kind of thought there's a worm in, um, uh, Akatar. Yeah, Akatar. And I thought of that, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't remember. Me you? not even reading Akatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a worm in that one, so I kind of thought of that too. Um, so yeah, big ass worm, Gloam, like, fucking wrecks it, uh, with his big war hammer because he's sexy. Um, and he has these rings in his spine. Oh my I feel God, like we yeah. never talked about that. Yeah, but... Gloam is like chained up and he's got okay. Also, of hold on. Let's hold on, let's say this. For some okay, at this point in the book, you know that for some reason Gloam has to do everything that Mary says. Yeah, which sucks. So like she'll tell him, like, go do this, go do that, do that, and then right. he ha- like it 
looks like a compulsion. Like he has to do it. Same thing with writing. Like if uh, Rig asks like, how, like, did she do this to you? How do I get you free? Like, you can see he like, he physically can't write down an answer. Yeah. And so I think that that, it does create like the sense of mystery behind things. And you're like, what the fuck? Although, I mean, I think it's very obvious, like, like immediately it's very obvious although rig doesn't have like his i guess aha moment until <laughs> way later on in the book when he's like i figured it out he solved the problem <laughs> he has to do what <laughs> she says and i'm like jesus rig <laughs> and he's supposed to be like the tinkerer like the guy who like thinks things <laughs> through so maybe he's just so caught up maybe in Maybe like, he just needed like a confirmation, but I felt like we got the confirmation like the first day they were out there walking. <laughs> it's like, bro, it's your first day out here. Come on, you're supposed to know this by And now. like his hand literally like spasms on the page. <laughs> <laughs> and Riggs like, hmm, he can't seem to answer me for some reason. <laughs> I know. But he's Rig is precious though, so we'll let it slide. But Yeah. So things take a very swift turn when they end up at this big ass what is it's a mall, isn't it? Uh well okay. Yeah, you it want was me to a backtrack, mall. hang on. Yeah, maybe just a tiny bit. Okay. So like <laughs> we're walking and then <laughs> I love how you just jump around. Sorry. <laughs> jump around. But then she, Mary was like Let's go north. And then Glom's like, fuck. (laughs) And then so, you know, Glom writes, this part was so weird too, (laughs) writes to Rig and was like, you have got to go. You've got to run. Yeah. Glom's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So then he's telling him to run. Or Rig he doesn't even go right away well and he's telling him to go because i mean he glow knows where they're going to this mm-hmm. like cannibal cult which the, he, in the mega mall yeah tells rig uh, and then <laughs> he sleeps the night there mostly yeah. and then which what the fuck and then so like it starts to be dawn and then rig decides to get up run barely into the forest like i'm so confused by this point barely into the forest and like man i'm so tired and takes a nap like under a tree or something and then he's close enough that he can hear when when mary gets up yeah mary's like go find him and then so and Rig's like shit glom gotta come and get me here comes he's like oh no and this part was like this part was sad of Glom like yeah. and he like drops down and he because like he has to take Rig back. But in my mind, I'm like Rig, why why are you like 20 feet from the camper? Right, yeah, like, why did you, you not take leave? some responsibility for that? <laughs> you need to own up to this. Like I can't even handle that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was not funny, but it was kind of funny the way it happened because it was just like, dude, what are you doing? I don't know. Okay, anyway, so yeah, then they go to the camp hall in the mall. <laughs> but I, I do think, looking back, I think maybe he just couldn't bring himself to leave. Maybe that was it. He just, and yeah. he knew. But still, stupid. stupid. Although Rick is very, like, hot and cold. He yeah. doesn't have a set, like, you think he might do something, but that might not be what he does. <laughs> God damn. So they, okay. Um. So this is where... 
things take a really abrupt turn um, at the cannibalistic cult inside the <laughs> mega mall. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's crazy all these stuff. Pe- yeah, real crazy. <laughs> I texted Cassidy as soon as I was reading this. I said, bitch, you're going to love this because she's obsessed with cults. So she, I, do love cults. I was like, I knew she was going to like this. So it's this cult. Um, and all of these people have like the same mask on and they obey this what's it called the herald the herald but it has a, it's a creature but it's monster name i don't remember what it's i think it's like a salic salic or something like that salic that sounds about right um but so it's here here's a quick description of what it looks like mm. oh keep and, in mind who does this sound like yeah yeah just keep this in your brain keep it in your brain bitch okay um <laughs> Plus, they're androgynous. Um, okay. Yeah. Literally, so, that, that word. Mm. Mm. Spoiler. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> well, it's so, not a spoiler because it's in there, but just saying. So it says, their hair was long and white, half of it tied back from their face in complicated braids. Their androgynous face was almost too perfect, too beautiful, and oddly familiar. But that could have just been the nature of their appearance. It was somehow like no one else alive and a million other people all at once. Who the who fuck the, does this sound like? Yeah, who the fuck does that sound like? Also, in my mind, the description. And and there's even like something that comes a little bit later that gives more of a description. Mm-hmm. But uh, how in the hell does Rig not be like, that is exactly who that looks like? <laughs> <laughs> not like, vaguely familiar, mm. but like... Mm, this uh, actually sounds like this uh, guy that comes to the <laughs> camp sometimes. <laughs> then, mm, I quite wonder who this could be like. Yeah. So, like, as soon as, like, that was said, so many things just, like, da, 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 clicked into place in my mind. I'm like, yes. okay, this is m- making, like, I know so many things yeah. that are going on It's like, like suddenly, yeah, your mind opens up to a whole world of new things. Um, so, they're at this cult, whatever, Um and poor baby Gloam is being controlled, obviously, and his two brothers yeah. are like the little henchmen of his uh, brothers. Both of them, uh, are the brothers. henchmen of the Herald? It's so sad. And Gloam was the only one that wanted to rebel when they like decided he, to. Because Gloam was like, "No, we're not he doing said, this." What the fuck? <laughs> and, God. And then at the very end, I didn't like. Oh, yeah. Whenever Gloam was the they okay. Hold on, let's back up a little bit. <laughs> Backtrack, backtrack. So, what Gloam is? It's like a an Atorin, 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 Atorin. I don't know, whatever. But they, like, if you know their true name, you can like hold power over them. Obviously, as in what happens. Ding, ding, ding. And so his brothers did that to him. And crazy. I still don't really even understand why they did that. Like, it doesn't really make any sense to me. Um. So, oh my god. But anyway, you know, they, they were forcing him to do all these things. This cult, right. like, whenever new members get brought in, they have an option of <laughs> joining or being cleansed of their sins, a.k.a. getting burned at the motherfucking stake and, and then getting then eaten. eaten. <clears throat> so, we can, so we can nourish it. <laughs> and <laughs> so, but poor baby Gloom, they made Gloom stick the humans on the stakes. Yeah, he was he was not having a happy fun time. He probably preferred no. being with Mary at that point. I mean, I would. <sighs> Jesus. I was like, what the fuck? It was just... And then they, like, shoved... The reason why he can't talk is he has these, like, metal... 
prongs that go up through his jaw and then they're welded to the inside of the cage in his on his head oh my god it's so sad and it's crazy but so okay basically they take rig the the cult the herald does um and they're like mary's in the cult we gonna keep him and rig's like i ain't fucking doing it i ain't doing it and so (laughs) he just won't join so they basically like put him in um so he decides he's like, okay, well, I doesn't he does he agree? Yeah, yeah. he agrees. Yeah, he agrees to, to do it. But Gloam, I think at this point is like very scared because he's like, if you don't, if you don't fucking do this, they're gonna eat you. They're gonna eat you. I thought, I thought Rig was gonna say no, I'm not yeah. gonna join, and I thought all oh, hell was gonna break loose. Right, and because that's but the no, kind of person because Rig he's is. like, I'm I'm gonna be eaten. That's what's gonna happen because I can't do this. And then he's like. Okay, I'll join. I swear to God, that is how it goes in the book. It really does. Well, okay, so they put him in like this room. Um, I think it's like a it's like a dungeon. It's a janitor's closet. Yeah, it's like it's small. <laughs> it's like tiny. Um, and then this random guy comes up to him, Samson. Oh, my heart. I wonder whose brother that might be. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Maybe, you don't have to keep not. wondering. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. He uh, he ends up helping Rig get out. Yeah, he's supposed to be the son of the of the Herald or whatever. No, he's not the son. Well, that's what he he was. No, well, he was, he was born, born in the he was born by people cult. by people. Um, and I only know that because I'm light years ahead. But nonetheless, um, so Samson, poor baby, been stuck there his whole life. Um, and he's like, I'm gonna help you get out of here. Like, I'm gonna get you out. And Rig is like, what the fuck? And there, I literally have a quote from this time. God, what the fuck was going on here? That's Rig's inner monologue during this time. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. So they leave, whatever. And, um, well, Rig leaves and he gets out and he runs. He fucking runs for it. Like, sprints, runs, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how he needed to be running back. <laughs> Yeah, beforehand. Um, <laughs> he literally ran to go catch up with the RV like <laughs> shit. <laughs> now um, we know how to run. <laughs> it was hilarious. But so he catches up with the RV. Gloam's like, well, you got to stay far away. Far away, boy. And he's like, okay, I will. But then still comes at nighttime. Stupid. Stupid idiot. And let uh, also, uh, nothing goes wrong in this whole book. I will just say that. Yeah. If if you're having like I get anxiety about things and there was not at one point something happened and it went wrong. Everything I'm not was even joking. Right. Everything I'm not was even... right. Well, and I do think maybe the sheer terror that was induced in the reek just because Auri like went fucking <laughs> something went very wrong. Went reek. psycho mode. Um so maybe Lily was doing that as like a let's take a break real quick. Um, so yeah. maybe maybe it was a breather and just meant to be a feel good. But um, so they Rig catches up with the RV. He's like trailing behind. They stumble upon Mary's mansion, whatever. And Gloam is basically like, I think he like makes eye contact with him at one point um, because after Rig gets into the barn. <laughs> Although, um, hold on. Uh, can we talk about those little hand? Oh, those. <laughs> okay, so I couldn't remember in what order that happened. So I'm glad you it happened that up. before he got over the the wall into the yeah. So he's trying to get into the wall of Mary's place, mm-hmm. and all these little things they look like hands. 
Like, it was like an anthill, but they were coming up. I was just thinking of, like, the hand from Adam's family. <laughs> like, a but, but a bunch of them. And, and they're, they're like, just, blah, blah, blah. and they're like, jumping around. <laughs> Jump around. That's that fucking scared the shit out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fucking terrifying. I like hands, and I would still be scared. Um, oh, God. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, and so he makes it over the wall. He's like looking for somewhere to go. He sees the barn, which he's like, oh my God, I guess that's where the monsters are kept. I'm going to go in there. Stupid bitch. Well, um, he, he thought there was nothing in there whenever he went in there. Right. Like he was like, they wouldn't keep anything in here. Like no one's going to come in here. And then he went <laughs> in and saw the monsters and was like, oh fuck. <laughs> it's funny. Cause so at that point in time. Uh, he, this is the first time anyone has encountered, well, I think outside, yeah, I, I think it's probably, like, the first time in, like, in, like, a, a clear situation that anyone has encountered our dear Seraph, um, which, Jesus motherfucking Christ, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> literally says, so he's, like, staring back and forth at the monster, which is Seraph, and the... Quote, then it smashed that hand into the glass and started screaming. It's like a screaming noodle is what I think. It, of, it is. Of, it's just like a, you know, the, the things at uh, car dealerships? Yeah. That's kind of serif, except for a lot of arms and he's screaming. God. <laughs> um, so he encounters all these monsters, whatnot, and then he somehow, I forget how he gets into Gloam's room. He like overhears her. Talking about where, here's Mary. Um, well, he about- kind of tells, like, some at some point, I'm trying to remember. Oh, Mary tells Gloam, once you're done with all this, go to the West Wing. And right, then, and so, stay there, yeah. Yeah, because so, the military are coming. Yeah, so Rig goes over there, um, and he's, like, looking. He finds Gloam's mm-hmm. room, and they're, like... Mind you, closet. we we kind of left out a little tiny fact that they do be touching each other all way Oh, the yeah. Point. They, mm-hmm. yeah. Which. Although, I think it was only, like, up to this point, like, two big sex scenes up till this point that we. Well, what do, what do you define? Like, you're talking about, like. Like, I'm thinking about up till this point, they had the time, like, the first time back of the RV. And then they had the time after he got out of the cult. And was running and whenever Gloam was getting water. Okay, yeah. I do think, but there's there's so many little touches. Like, so they're definitely, like, interacting. Like, outside of yeah. just, like, writing back and forth. And they, they kind of do be having feelings. Um, and so, this is where, when Cassidy says that nothing goes wrong. <laughs> Up till this point. Like, after this point, nothing. Nothing, nothing. goes wrong. There's not even like a, there's really no, not even suspense around anything. I mean, I kind of got a little nervy because I, I thought at one point I was like, surely this is not going to go well. I know, like Mary and, and the military, fun. like weren't even, they were out in the barn for like days, it seemed like. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, uh, hello. Um, so, uh, Rig, I almost called him Adam. Um, well, Rig, his name is Adam. His na- yeah, his name is Adam, Adam Pineda. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's sticking out to me so much today. But Rig devises this plan to, like, get Gloam's helmet off and helmet, cage, whatever. Um, and to basically, like, get all the things off of him so he can be free. Because 
in I feel like in Riggs' mind, that's going to solve all the problems. Like, yeah, he's like, because I think he kind of thought that, like, well, he he figured it out. He said it. Like, I initially thought, oh, maybe if I get the cage off, but he was thinking in his mind even before that that he needed to say something. Right. Like, that Gloam needed to say something. Right. So essentially, they. Um, so this it it, it, it was kind of gory. Yeah. <laughs> um, like. Those rusted, some, like, nails going up through his jaw. Yeah, it's horrific. Um, so they, God, it's it's really emotional, too. It's just very sad. Yeah, it was cute because Riggs just, like, holding him, like, ah, ah, <laughs> like, like, sobbing. And it's really sweet. Like, there's one little bit that I, I have, like, quoted from there. And it's, like, Gloam literally just looks at Rig and he's like, my Adam. And then he says, I love you. (laughs) Okay. That was so sweet. Why am I crying Um, in the club right now? Crying in the club. Wait, I'm pretty... Uh, They did did smash in in that bed before they got the helmet off, I think. Maybe. Because I'm pretty sure that's whenever uh, Rig was going crazy with the, (laughs) the, the dirty talk. Maybe... Or it was some point before all the rest of the stuff happened. I th- well, it could it be. Because I just can't see Rig trying to smash him right after all that stuff happened to his face. But I think that was the thing, though. Because then they do smash after he gets the rings out of his back, like, a little bit after that. But they <laughs> just be smashing. They be smashing, like, over and over again after this. It's like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. So... I don't I don't remember, but I it is just so emotional, like that whole I mean, and I'm like I'm feeling for Gloam, I'm feeling for Rig. Yeah. This whole thing is just like, oh my god. And can I hold on, I'm sorry to break up this uh, emotional moment with <laughs> oh, this Oh no, uh, oh no like imagery in my mind. Whatever time it was, either if it was after before or after getting the helmet off, when they were fucking in the bed, Rig is just lying back on the bed. Gloam is riding him. And I'm how it's described, like Gloam is slamming <laughs> Rig down to the bed. I mean like bam, bam, bam. And even Rig down was like, man, if I wasn't getting fucked right now, this shit would hurt. <laughs> it really is. I just think in my mind of Rig just I heard like Gloam just pounding, like throwing like up, down, up, down his whole force. <laughs> And the thing is, like, Gloam is big. Like He's a big guy. And in my he, head, Rig is pretty small. Yeah, I think he's pretty, like, small statured. Um, I think I think he has a he has a little dick. It it see? doesn't really say much about it. I think he has a little one. Maybe he's just average because they we talk about the big ones, but never the average ones, you know? Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, some people have to have average ones. Right. You know? Like every everyone can't. Although be hung. Gloom's over here like holding up four fingers, wanting to get fucked in the like <laughs> Gloom's basically like, Gloom's like four please, four. I know, like he can't talk, so he just holds up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so after, anyway, so after, <laughs> you know, K dropped his head, they get the things out of his mouth. Gloom's like, you gotta put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they put it back on, 
And then Rick's over here like, I don't want to. <laughs> and he, okay, bro, he finds, he super glues it back on there. Which, interesting. Come on. But- <laughs> you telling me that Mary looks at this cage and doesn't know? Like, you would be able to see. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, anyway, though, gets it back on. Glow gives, you know, Rick a piece of paper and it's like, you need to say this. And then, so Rick's just reading it, reading it, reading it, reading it, trying to memorize what it says. Gotta memorize, gotta memorize. And I mean, really, basically, like the next morning, they just go out to the barn and (laughs) Rick just, no, I'm not leaving anything out. They go out there, Rick goes in, um, Rick, like, starts reading the piece of paper uh gloam rips off the thing and then he says something and then just chonk mary and he warhammers the shit out of her <laughs> fucking splatters <laughs> that bitch everywhere and then mary's dead like that, <laughs> that's the whole like that is that's what happens yep Yep. Mary didn't even get a chance to be like she literally might be like what the like what and like that's all she says and that's the end yep and then Glum's like I'm gonna kill you bitch and then kills her yeah and then Riggs over here scrubbing her blood off the floor for like <laughs> 10 hours I don't know why the hell he's doing that <laughs> <laughs> maybe trauma it's, I'm sure it's a trauma yeah, it's response it's a trauma but... response <laughs> but <laughs> um, so then they kind of just hang out for a little bit um, yeah and Glum lets all the monsters free Except for Except the for scary Seraph. ones, a.k.a. Seraph. Um, yeah. And so they um, they kind of, they raid Mary's place for, like, whatever good stuff they can find. And then, um, which there's, I'm sure there was a surplus because she's been funded by the goddamn military. I know. I kind of um, want to live in her house. Not Yeah, what lie. the fuck? Me too. <laughs> I was like, why y'all leaving? Like, can we not hang out here? Uh, although when the military comes back that yeah that's not gonna be a fun conversation i don't understand how like there's all these points in this book where you meet these people who are going to be unhappy about what gloam and rick are doing and they really are never worried that someone's going to come after (laughs) they're like nah like the cult the cult people definitely eventually are going to be coming after them like there's no question about that yeah obvious um the military is going to be coming but although i mean military i mean it's kind of they're all kind of connected there yeah so like it's all connected uh yeah but i just think that they just aren't worried about it like at all and no. then they're going back to the camp which i'm like i would be a little worried about that you right, know like yeah. Why putting we... everyone else in you at know risk? danger because like yeah it's not a, like, if, it's a win. Like, when are they going to come after? Also, I think it's so funny because they decide to take the RV back. And they're. I'm like, <laughs> y'all know. motherfucker. I was like, you're, like, putting a big fucking, like, blinking arrow. <laughs> of like, here we are. We have Mary's vehicle. Come get us. It was and us. Was- we killed her. <laughs> I know. It was so funny. But, I mean, I guess... Sure. That's and then they fine. just be in the RV fucking the whole time. These Borlishes are pulling them halfway across the goddamn These country. Poor Borlishes. They're like, da-dum, da-dum, da-dum. I know. And in the back, like, sweet boom, ball boom, sack boom. motherfuckers. I know. They do like big <laughs> ball sacks. Um, so, you know, they just make their way back to the camp. Um, things kind of, they decide to let Glum stay, which that was pretty much expected. Um, and they they encounter Ghost and Aury. Um, this was like, so cute. It was precious. They encounter each other like 
on their way, like, Ghost and Aori are on their way to find Gloam and Rick. I know. And they, like, see each other. Whenever Ghost and Rick started running towards each other, I was like, oh, sweet baby. And, like, it literally, like, Gloam, he says, people up ahead. And then he says, it's the Reek. And, Mm -hmm. like, I think, like, Rig is like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then he just, like, takes off when he sees Ghost. So it's precious. Yep. Um, so super cute, like, um, reunion there. Um, and it's like this really sweet moment too between Ghost and Rig. I think they've both just been like in that fight or flight for so long living out in the waste that they feel like they've been shitty friends to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is just, yeah. (laughs) And in that moment when they're all kind of talking and they're like, he's, you know, they're kind of asking like, oh, I hopefully, you know, they let Gloom stay. And uh, <laughs> Rig is talking uh, to Gloam, and he's like, they'll let you stay. And then he was like, and if they don't, fuck all of them. Me, you, Ari, and Ghost. <laughs> we'll go make a new camp. We'll take Lilac. <laughs> Which I love and that like, they include You Lilac. know, I actually just want them to. I love Lilac. I'm utterly obsessed. This bitch hasn't even read Sarah. If you just wait, she's going to be so, so in love with Lilac. So obsessed. Yeah, you're going to love Lilac. Um, I will say... So at the end, they, oh, we forgot. They bring Seraph back with oh, them. Oh, yeah. Seraph is sitting on the back of a bed of a truck back there. He's like, basically <laughs> just sitting back there with all his little eyeballs and his long ass arms. And he's like, in the cage that's being pulled by the motherfucking. I think it's like, isn't it an RV and then a truck like with Seraph in the bed of it? Yes. And I'm like, what the fuck has these If this is bringing the most attention to. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. And so they they get him back. They basically unload Seraph. And so it's so funny. There's this yeah. one part. Also, sorry, but yeah, freaking Auri turns into the monster back there and shows him. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> said, do you want to see it? <laughs> That's basically how he's like. He said, do a flip. <laughs> and Ghost is like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. And then he I know. It. And Gloam's over here like, oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Be ready to run, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, Gloom's like, please, please, maybe not, maybe not right now. Like, it is just such a funny, yeah. like, reunion. But, um, so when they bring Seraph back, there's one little thing, um, I know I'm bouncing back and forth all over the place between quotes yeah. and describing, but we're just in that, in that vibe today. But, um, Lilac says, can we see him? When, um, I, I highlighted every, <laughs> same, same, I have about a hundred that Lilac said. <laughs> so, okay. We basically reached the end. Let's go back. Let's, let's glaze over some quotes we've got. Cause I know really, I think thousand. only most, I'm only going to read quotes. I think from the end. Okay. Let me make sure I have um, none from the beginning. Wow. I mean, I have a million from the beginning, but I'm just skipping them. Let me see if I there's any noteworthy Don't feel like ones. going back, but <laughs> let me see. Um, oh, this is. I think this was really pivotal um, in Riggs' thinking at the beginning. This was about 19% in, um, and he thinks to himself, I'd spent eight years failing my best friend, but he had someone now, someone who could care for him and look after him. Gloam didn't. I never liked seeing anything suffer. It had been the driving force behind my desire to help him in the first place. But now, now I wondered if helping Gloam, freeing him, might also make some of this churning guilt over ghosts disappear. Maybe it would absolve me, even if only a little. Oh, this poor baby. He feels so bad because he didn't realize. He does feel really bad Ghost about was ghosts. going through it, like going out into the waste. Like, Jesus. Yeah. 
Damn. It's true. Um, <laughs> whenever, like, so they've already gotten back, Ghost and, uh, Ghost and Rick are talking, and Ghost is like, so you and, so you and the Aterin, or however you say it. Aterin. Uh, I don't know. I just made that up. A, it, it says it in there. It's like Aterin. Like Aterin. Aterin. I don't um, know. I could, and then it's like, I could hear the smirk and ghost voice as we walked. How did that happen, huh? And my <laughs> mouth broke into a big, goofy grin behind my mask. I don't know. It just did. Then I gurgled <laughs> out a laugh. I sucked him off in the forest while Mary was waiting back at the RV. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, does Ari have this big swell in the middle of his, you know, cock? <laughs> I learned the last word out loudly just to hear him splutter in shock. Because fuck, it's amazing. At first I didn't think it was going to fit, but... <laughs> These two fucking crack me up. And Rick and, is so... He had no boundaries. it's kind of so funny because, like, it is like that. But Rick is really specifically like that with Ghost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because it's, like, their relationship. And then, you know, Ghost is super, like... He gets really bashful and, like, embarrassed and... Right, like, he's like, so Rick, funny. fucking quit. I know. And then Aury's just laughing over here, like, oh, my God. <laughs> right, like, this is funny. There is one that, um... They... I think, uh... I think Rig is thinking about Aury... And, like, what they would do if, you know, something went wrong. And he thinks to himself, plus we always had Aori's berserker mode. Bitch. Yeah, I love the, the berserker mode. Um, I love this one. Uh, this kind of goes back to one I said earlier. Uh, I swear to God, they can all go fuck themselves if they say Globe can't stay. We'll go start a new camp. Me, you, Ari, Globe, and Lilac. Go shot me an amused look. What if Lilac doesn't want to come with us? I snorted at that. Why would he not want to come with us? I threw... <laughs> I throw my back, my back arm around his shoulders. We're the best monster, monster fuckers, and proud of it. <laughs> I want to share. And I'm like that. foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, we got to bring Lila. <laughs> it really is just like like the monster fuckers camp. <laughs> there was I don't know if I have any. Oh yeah, I that's I would wear a shirt that said that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have any highlights from this. But it is so funny because Rig thinks that Gloam's boots are sexy. Oh my god! So I know, funny. and it's so like it was never explained. It, he was just thinking, like, man, I wish you left those boots on. And then, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then he literally says, like, can can you can you leave the put boots back, on? Can you put your boots can back, you put back on? on? <laughs> yeah. And then Gloam's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Oh, it's and there are little sweet things too, which I think is why I rated it so high for fluff. Like, um, when Rig is like asking Gloam if he wants to come back with him, he says, So you want to come back to the camp with me? Um, live there with me? And then Gloam responds and he says, I go where you go, Adam. Oh, neat. That's <laughs> so know. sweet. Uh, oh, and one of the times they're like fucking around. Uh, this is like towards the end, obviously. And Gloam is, like, talking about Rig's dick. And he's like, are you going to fuck me well with this, Adam? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Also, okay, so, you know, we always talk about the (laughs) pre-cum thing. Lily, if you hear this, we just, we can't, we can't leave it alone. I know, I can't. So, like, the drooling, the weeping, uh, the leaking. There's dripping. (laughs) Dripping, I think. Dripping. Okay, so I did count, and I might have, like, you know, missed some of them. And actually, it wasn't as many as I thought. 
Um, but I counted 14 references. Oh, well, I don't think that's as many as I thought it was going to be, but that's... But I will say, I do think there was less um, sex scenes in this book mm. than some of the other ones. Like, I mean, definitely less than The Reek. Yeah, I think, I think. Yeah, for sure. Definitely less than The Reek. I wish... We need to make a spreadsheet for this series and just tally some Like, I highlighted every single time I saw it, like, the drilling tip of his cock. Uh, <laughs> pre-cum slid down my blah, blah. Uh, I played with the weeping tip. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> the imagery in this book is, ex- like, just exquisite, man. Um, mm-hmm. Zero... Uh, okay, so at some of... I think at 86%, okay. that um, reference to the nail polish comes yeah. back. Yeah. And it is precious because it says... Ghost had painted all our nails one evening when bored, even Gloam's. He'd gone for a deep blue. To my utter mortification, I'd gotten a little choked up seeing my big beastie's hand carefully cradled in my best friend's as Ghost bent his head low, concentrating on doing a good job. I'd picked red, obviously, while Aury had gone for a bright gold. Ghost still had the chipped remnants of pink on his nails. He told me Lilac had already stolen a few bottles from Mary's RV, which made me snort, so he went over them in pink again. Yeah, and I just love, I highlight some of them, but um, how, like, Auri and Gloam become, like, best little friends. (laughs) So goddamn cute. It's precious. I, uh, oh, so this is, you know, after another sex scene. I barely did any of the work. You're you're a total power bottom, you know that? And when I say... Gloam is a power bottom. The same way, even though he was on top on the bed scene. He a power whenever, top in that situation. I know. Whenever Rig was, I mean, literally, like, I'm bending him over a bit, fucking him. Yeah. And I mean, Gloam is throwing it back. <laughs> <laughs> like, you ain't never seen someone throw it back like Gloam. He really is, though. Major power bottom. I that think, is the definition of power bottom. Yeah, and, I like, I think that... I thought Eden was pretty powerful in bed, but, like, Gloam is just the, like, the literal definition of a power bottom in all circumstances. Yeah. It's, like, Eden is a, just a power top. Right. Like, right. he's just, he really doesn't ever, he never did bottom, actually. Yeah, I don't think uh, he did. That And I, that's what I wanted. That's what, that would have made five stars for Smut for me if Hunter just fucking railed the shit out of Eden. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but so, but I think that is why that I loved the smut in this book so much was like, I mean, bro. And the scene where, like, I kind of, like, I think I had highlighted something from it. Um, but I wonder if I can find it again. <laughs> Listen, oh, okay, so, uh, <laughs> Rig is, I mean, eating the shit. Out of, out of Gloam's ass, okay? He's like, both hands spread across the butt cheeks. Eating I mean, it for dinner. Fucking going in. And then, bro, I don't, this really did it for me. I can't believe I'm saying, like, this is, like, recorded on podcast. Um, <laughs> eating the shit out of his ass. And then Ray g- goes, goes on her and starts fingering his own fucking butthole, bitch. I was like, oh, Jesus that, that did it for Christ, me. Jesus Christ. That was it right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have there are so many times that like oh and I think doesn't is it rig that deep throats gloam is it 
uh, Glow. Or is it the other way around? Throat's rig. rig. Yeah. Um, like hardcore. And that rogue. scene, holy Jesus. Like, yeah, oh like, my God. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. And sometimes mm-hmm. he has him leave the harness on too, which is even funnier. Mm-hmm. That harness in the boots. There, so there's one sweet thing that I really think is neat. Um, so Glome, like, knows a bunch of languages. And um, Daisy, in, she's, like, the one of the cooks in the mm-hmm. camp. She speaks Korean. And she was, like, very, very impressed by Glome. Because Glome is fluent in Korean. And he, like, speaks mm-hmm. it with her. And she, like, tugged him into the kitchen to feed him, which I thought was, like, so sweet. Yeah. And there's, um, so at the end of all these books, I don't know if we've mentioned this, maybe we have, at the end of all of the Monstrous series, there are, like, chapters from the monster's point of view, Mm -hmm. um, and so this one, uh, is from Gloam's point of view, and he's I wonder if it's the one I'm looking at. Maybe. He's describing Adam. Okay, no, no, no. no. Okay, so he's describing at, oh, I think I know the one you're talking. Okay. He was describing Adam and he says, Rig, Adam, Rig, whoever. Um, he was so beautiful, my Adam, with his golden brown skin and his soft, messy hair. His deep brown eyes were almost the same exact shade as my blood. Perhaps that was a morbid analogy, but it called to something in the very core, core of me. He was meant for me. He was a part of me. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, which yep. one are you thinking? Um, I have two. I have one... So the half-human was still here. <laughs> we know who he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he watched the Reek's mate with hungry eyes Aww. when he thought no one was looking. Ooh. He avoided me, too. I didn't try to approach him. His secrets would come out eventually, but they were not mine to tell. So I said nothing, not even to Adam. He didn't need that worry. Yep. Bro, we know. We know. Oh, you know, no. I think I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. Um. And this is also from Gloom. Uh, I was fully cognizant of the fact that I had developed an intense oral fixation when it came to him. Talking about... <laughs> <laughs> talking about Rig. Um, and then I have one last one, but you can say it. it's that very last thing. In the oh. Book. Okay, so I love the connections between the books, but I've been waiting very patiently. If you follow Lily Main's Instagram and things like that, they do... Um, there's an artist that does phenomenal... Um, pictures of all the monsters like together and I was like well I know they've got to get together at some like all of them do and so that being said at the very end of Gloom um, there is like a little section and it says before we could step inside the metal container to leave the camp the withdrawn and aloof lilac appeared in front of us from within his high ponytail swinging behind him which love the ponytail I love it and then he says There are people approaching the camp, he said in his flat voice, green eyes, calm but alert. One of them is big and purple. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love Eden. Eden's, like, my favorite. I know. And I think you're going to be even more tickled when you get to Seraph. So just settle settle in for that one, buddy. But um, So this is a really, I think, a nice, like, next book in the Monster series. I think it brought... Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of it together, um, and it's obviously going to spiral even more into connections. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty I'm pretty tickled with this one. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was good. I'm excited for Moth. Yeah, because I, I've been 
I have been wanting to read Moth since, like, the first book. Since the very, <laughs> very beginning. So she's been, like, on a hankering for Moth. I know, because I'm obsessed with Moth. I'm, and she loves and, the fan and art. And in the beginning, Jada was like, I don't know if you're going to like this as much as you think. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I'm like, well, never mind, bitch, because I'm obsessed, too. <laughs> there are some things, too. I'm so excited to talk about Moth and Seraph both. Um, I haven't read Lore yet. I'm quite a bit ahead right now in the series so I'm trying to slow myself down but it's this series has just really captured me for some reason I'm obsessed with it I'm obsessed with Lily Maine I'm obsessed with the art from it it's just overall a great series um mm-hmm. so I think this one was a a nice one to round out book four so Gloam is really really great um and the dynamic between Rig and Gloam is a is a sweet one too Mm-hmm. Um, as far as next week, um, um, I believe we're doing the Smasher Pass next week. Yeah, so we have a, a, a different episode, not a book, um, but an episode about some of the um, upcoming books, right? Yep, like upcoming releases that are either just came out or coming out this year. Yeah, and so I think we recorded that one a while ago, and so it's some of the books have already came out by the time the episode will drop, but... They give a good um, overview of things that we might or might not be interested in for this upcoming year. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, tune into that uh, next week, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll uh, see y'all later. Bye. Bye. Yes.